What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Colleague Nation podcast. And boy, is there a lot to talk about surrounding the 31 team. Uh, rumors have been swirling for weeks since we found out about Justin Haley signing a multi-year deal heading to Rick Ware Racing, which surprised a lot of people. I think most people thought Justin Haley would be back in the 31. Um, that hasn't been the case. Chris Rice came out and did an interview shortly after, uh, a media scrum, if you will, where I've gone back and rewatched that interview, and he very clearly says that over the last couple of months, new partners have come their way. So he also indicates that Justin Haley made this decision based on information colleague had gave them. So the question is, what happens now? Because SVG, at least according to Adam Stern, has signed a development deal with Trackhouse. Now, does that mean that SVG is not going to find his way into a colleague Xfinity car next season? Uh, I wouldn't rule that out. I definitely think that he could drive a handful of races there. I'm not sure how many, but I could definitely see that being a uh, a thing for them. Um, Austin Hill today resigns a multi-year deal with RCR, which uh, I got to be honest, that surprises me. Now, I really hope this isn't one of those cases where Austin Hill signs the deal with RCR, but he's lent to colleague. Now, that's not going to happen in 2024 because they've already confirmed that he will be back with the 21 team racing full-time in Xfinity next year. Next year, And one of the possibilities I do want to talk about during this show is the possibility that colleague and, uh, and team president Chris Rice use multiple drivers in the 31. And I have my thoughts on that, and I'll share them in a bit. But let's get into this. And before we do, please take a moment, click the like button, comment down below, share your thoughts where do you fall with this? Who's going to be the next driver of the Colleague 31? Our multiple choice question for this video is who drives the 31 for Colleague in 2024? We got a bunch of options here. Is it Chandler Smith? Is it Daniel Hemrick? Will it be multiple drivers? Is it going to be Carson Hosevar, Zane Smith, Noah Gregson, or another? Or other, pardon me. Uh, comment down below and let us know your pick there. I'm just going to really quickly go through this list. Uh, list, pardon me. Chandler Smith has backing, which is why he got, I mean, talent too, but between having backing and talent, uh, primary reasons he ends up in the uh, 16 Xfinity ride this year, which uh, the back half of his season hasn't been nearly as impressive as the first half, but I think we would all agree Chandler Smith has potential. Daniel Hemrick's a wild card for me. I don't think he's the best decision for that ride. I think he's a really good dude, stand-up guy, good family guy. Uh, but I do think you're trying to push the organization forward. That, to me, feels like a step backwards. But if you know, Circle steps up and drops a bunch of money on primary sponsorship and it's going to help the team out, I wouldn't completely rule out the possibility of Daniel Hemrick being in the 31. Not what I would do. Definitely not what I want. But I wouldn't rule it out yet. The option to me, as this goes a little further along, that's becoming, in my opinion, maybe not more likely, but it, the likelihood of it increases. I guess that's the same thing. 
uh, is multiple drivers drive the 31, much like what happened with the 16, which uh, I'll get into what I think about that in, in a bit, but I don't think that's their best option. Carson Hosevar was rumored to spire, but he was also rumored to possibly have some funding. So if Carson Hosever has funding, how does that change things moving forward? I'm not so sure. He has potential. Obviously, he's had some on-track incidents, uh, maybe lacks some patience, has torn up quite a bit of equipment. But people look at the potential. He's now driving a, pardon me, he's now doing a simulator work for Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, Zane Smith, who is a sweetheart to uh, my co-host, who's not with me this evening, Ryan, uh, a lot of people are very high on Zane Smith. Ford is high on Zane Smith. Um, I got to tell you, I was looking at Zane Smith's cup starts this year, and I know it's with front row, but keep keep in mind what front row has done this year. And I have to tell you, it it doesn't do a whole lot to sell me uh, on, on Zane Smith being the guy, but there's a bunch of other variables there, and I'm open to it. Uh, option F is Noah Gregson. Obviously, prior to this year, there was a ton of potential. I specifically remember a lot of colleague racing fans complaining when Noah signed the deal with Legacy, why he didn't sign a deal with colleague. Now, the only way Noah Gregson works for me is if for some reason he has funding in the back of his pocket and he didn't with Legacy. Now, maybe that's changed, but if that's the case, I'm sure the most recent events and the suspension and uh, from the team and the indefinite indefinite suspension from NASCAR probably doesn't help his case. I'm not saying Noah Gregson isn't going to end up in a colleague Xfinity car. I think that's possible, but I don't think that's who's in the 31. And if it is, then I think some, some, some serious questions need to be asked. Uh, and then G other, frankly, we're running out of options. The game of musical chairs is running out. Uh, I will say this after listening to that Chris Rice interview again, he very clearly says that they'd like to announce the plans uh, sometime in August. Well, it's August the 17th and we don't know these plans yet. And uh, let's dive in to what the rumor mill has been. Let's, let, let's go through all this, a timeline of the events, if you will. So Justin Haley signs a multi-year deal with Rick Ware racing and catches most people off guard. Cause I think most people thought the tandem of Almondinger and Haley would be reunited in 2024. Obviously colleague racing has not had the year they wanted at the cup level. Uh, they can't seem to unload properly, which puts them behind on most weekends. And when you're playing catch up, you can catch up a little bit in the Xfinity level, but when you're playing catch up in the cup level, it, there's only so far you can go when you're unloading 25th, 30th, you know, um, the unloading stats are, I'm, I'm still working on a little document for that to share with everybody, but the unloading stats are horrible in terms of where they were with practice, um, especially compared to last year. So they've lost, I, I don't know if they've lost a bit as much as other teams have just gained tremendously, which I think a lot of people thought that wasn't going to happen, or at least not as evidently, uh, heading into, uh, the next gen cars, but it, it's definitely there. Um, so yes, we start with Justin Haley signs a multi-year deal with Rick Ware, race, Rick Ware racing, pardon me, catches a bunch of people off guard. Uh, Chris Rice then ha holds a media scrum that same weekend. And, uh, it's like almost six minutes long and during it, he basically confirms 
that, uh, you know, the reason Justin made the decision he did is that uh, based off information, colleague uh, was given them and the options. And it was only going to be a one-year deal. Actually, Justin Haley just revealed that it was either today or yesterday. Uh, if he was staying with colleague, it was only going to be one year, which makes me kind of go, hmm, is that a lack of funding? Or is there a bigger long-term plan at work with a 2025 free agent or rather a 2000, the free agents at the end of the following season? I have no idea. But what I do know is if you go back and watch that Chris Rice media scrum, which we've reviewed here on the channel, uh, he makes it very clear that new partners are coming on board. And that it's something big. Now, are they blowing it out of proportion? Very possible. This is 2023. And it doesn't take a lot to do that. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But anyways, that's followed up with a report from Adam Stern. SVG reportedly signs an overall development deal with Trackhouse Racing. Now, again, that doesn't mean he can't make appearances for Colleague, But he's clearly not going to be their guy. Uh, not on the cup level, anyway. Not right away. Uh, Chris Rice then tweets out this past weekend at the Indy Roval a signing emoji, which gets people talking. Uh, and then he does a, a video at the Colleague Racing Shop, uh, which looked like support beams behind him, implying there's a uh, expansion coming and then an employee for the team. Uh, not like a team expansion in terms of adding more cars or whatever, but that they're going to expand uh, their shop, which they have two of, I believe. Um, and then an employee for the team had mentioned that that was just going to be like a cover for the, um, for the haulers. So they have something to park on or park, pardon me, park under. Uh, so if that's the case, that's, that's what I'm talking about where you got to be really careful how far you read into something because cool for the team and great for the haulers. But at the end of the day, it's, it's really not all that important to the fans. And then today, Austin Hill signs a multi-year deal to stay with RCR with the 21 Xfinity team. Chris Rice then tweets, pardon me, retweets the RCR announcement saying, wait, what? Almost like, wait, huh? Now, again, social media, 2023, given how colleague does things, I mean, last year they put out their fan day flyer. The colors were very clearly, at least at that time, action industry colors. It was happening right behind the row or right by the Roval. And we had predicted that AJ Allmendinger would be going full-time cup raising. And that's exactly what it turned out to be. I'd love to be able to sit here and say that I have an idea where this is heading. I don't. I don't think Chris Rice's tweets or post, whatever you want to call it on that app now, is like, oh my God, we just got screwed. I think he's having some fun. But I think in order to properly address this, you also have to get into the rumors. Well, what else has been rumored other than the stuff we've already confirmed? Well, Carson Hosever with funding to Cup, that's been a rumor. Chandler Smith with funding. Now, the reason I think this is unlikely is when uh, Chris Rice was asked about Chandler Smith possibly moving up, they basically implied they'd like to see him win more in Xfinity. That doesn't mean that uh, Quick Tie or whoever else who's aligned with Chandler doesn't write them one hell of a check and they go, okay, welcome to the cup series. Uh, Zane Smith. Now, again, I understand that Zane Smith 
is a lot of people's sweetheart. You know, they they are very high on him. Ford has been very high on him some time now. And I've seen a lot of people clamoring for Zane Smith to get the 31 Cup Series ride, whether that means a manufacturer change or not. But I want to take a little bit of a deeper look into what Zane Smith has done this year in his six cup races, five of which are with front row motorsports who have had decent equipment most of the year, if I'm being honest. Um, and then one with Rick Ware racing. So Daytona, he starts 17th, finished 13th. That's good, but it's also super speedway, a little bit of a crapshoot. Uh, Phoenix, he starts 34th, finishes 31st. Martinsville starts 33rd, finishes 34th. Talladega starts 35th, finishes 37th. Charlotte starts 29th, finishes 10th. Now, that one's impressive. That's the one that makes you go, oh, okay, well, mile and a half. There's some potential there. It's a pretty strong run. Uh, and then Sonoma starts 30th, uh, finishes 34th. I don't know about you guys, but that is not an inspiring stat line to me in what has been relatively respective equipment this season. An average start of 29.7 and an average finish of 26.5. The sample size is tiny. It's minuscule. He's in the uh, truck series uh, playoffs right now. I think he's won two or three times this year. Uh, People think he has a lot of talent, uh, and I'm not here to say he doesn't. But I'm here to say there's a big difference between putting proven talent in and unproven talent in. And for me, Zane Smith might have a fountain of potential, but I haven't seen a whole lot of that potential translate to uh, on-track results uh, when he has had his Cup Series opportunities. Obviously, he has a history of on-track results in the lower series. Um so I don't know. Zane Smith's a possibility. The one I want to spend uh, a little bit of time talking about is colleagues switching manufacturers. Um, that one intrigues me. Not only do I like the option of it, I think that it's absolutely something colleagues should be pursuing. They're not Hendrick. They're not Penske. They're not Joe Gibbs Racing. I do have to question whether the RCR Alliance... I wouldn't say has run out of rope, but have they peaked? Is there more they can gain while still being aligned with RCR? Um, If you ask me to predict, I would say no. I I don't think there's a lot more to be gained. Kyle Busch has been fantastic this year. You know who hasn't been? Austin Dillon. You know, Allmendinger's gotten what he could out of the car. Same with Justin Haley. Um, We've heard the stories about how Justin Haley only got 20 minutes of simulator time. Uh, before the Chicago street course, that's not the first time Justin Haley has called out Chevy for their lack of support towards the colleague racing program. Obviously some other people have, have mentioned this too. Uh, you see various other content creators bring this up. And I do believe colleague receives a lack of support from Chevrolet. I'm not saying it's none, but I'm saying a team like colleague needs more than that. Uh, and, and I, I think that's something that they should at least be, um, you know, looking into, and that's actually something that brought up on door bumper clear as well, as they mentioned, you know, a couple of years from now, where could colleague be? They might be with another manufacturer. I'd suggest there's no guarantee. They're not going to be with another manufacturer next year. Uh, Daniel Hemrick with increased funding. This is probably the option I want the least. 
I love Daniel. Great guy. But uh, I feel like we've seen what he's capable of. And uh, I've seen where his peak is anyways in the Xfinity series. And uh, to me, you need something more than that in your cup card. That said, if Circle writes, uh, Circle, is it? Uh, writes a big enough check, then, you know, money talks. Uh, multiple drivers to the 31. I know this might intrigue some. The possibility of like SVG and, and Hemrick split in the 31. I don't know why Haley's name there. I think that's supposed to be Smith. Um, multiple drivers to the 31. Again, SVG, Hemrick, uh, Chandler Smith, uh, maybe Noah Gregson gets in a couple of races, maybe some of the other Xfinity guys. But for me, multiple drivers sharing one of the two cup cars is not the way to go. I understand if SVG has a development deal, maybe they want to use their Project 91 for other drivers now, uh, and that would you know maybe allow SVG to do a dozen cup races, you know, a dozen uh, Xfinity races and like eight truck races or something like that, a schedule like that. Um, I don't think that's the way to go. Yeah, I'd love to see SVG on the team. I think his uh, personality is infectious. His story is fantastic, but I wanted him as a full-time guy. I do think you run into problems when you have multiple drivers. I don't think having feedback from three different drivers is necessarily a good thing. Uh, I think they've they proved it last year where, hey, guess what? You A setup might work for one guy, but if the next guy comes in and has a completely different driving style, probably not going to work for him. Like you might know that that setup has speed in it, but if that driver can't access that speed at the end of the day, it's meaningless. And then the other one that's out there is new investors slash new co-owner. Maybe I don't know how I feel about this. I like calling racing as a team. I wouldn't be against a rebrand pending on who's coming in. I wouldn't be against someone just investing in college racing and helping Matt colleague out things. Uh, I don't know if that's where it's going. Um, but you know, the one thing that I do, I, I would throw out there is look, out of nowhere, they started to have like a stronger relationship with Trackhouse Racing. Could they theoretically go and align themselves in some way, shape, or form that I don't necessarily understand with Trackhouse? I'm not saying the two teams become one, but maybe there's some sort of technical alliance there. Now, usually your technical alliance comes from one of the, the bigger teams, not to say Trackhouse isn't that, um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know if something like that would work. There's so many balls up in the air and and there's so much speculation going on. And I, I do feel again, Chris Rice says in that media scrum that uh that you know they intend to announce their plans in August. Now, if the plan was Noah Gregson and that thing happened, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Again, uh Gregson's had an abysmal year this year at Cup, the worst full-time cup driver there basically is this year. Um and Obviously, he's had some off-track issues and some on-track antics. And uh, I'm not saying Noah Gregson doesn't have potential. He does. And the idea is intriguing. But it goes against everything Chris Ray said in that video, uh, interview about new partners and such. So uh, what, maybe, maybe it is Gregson. Who knows? Um, it's just not where I would go. And I definitely have some questions. Uh, prediction time now. I think you guys know Ryan and I both had Austin Hill basically signed, sealed, and delivered to this ride with uh, sponsorship from Bennett and uh, United Rentals coming in and really uh, boosting the colleague support. That didn't happen. You know, I think I had that at like 90%. That didn't happen. So now 
you, you go with what's left. You know, so much has come off the board, and that's the biggest thing is unless it's going to be like a massive surprise at a left field, it's hard to sit here and go, well, maybe maybe Colleg got caught here a little bit and, you know, they're they're scrambling for, for backup plans. I hope that's not the case. I would hate that, but um, I, I prefer to take Chris Rice at face value. Here are my predictions. Not necessarily what I want, but what I would predict. Carson Hostovar goes to Colleg with funding. Uh, that would be my my highest prediction. Uh, Chandler Smith to Colleg with increased funding. The 31 is shared, which I, I got to be honest, from the time I was preparing to come on here and do this to now, the 31 being shared is probably moved up to the number one spot. So I think I'm going to put that at the number one spot uh, and move everything else down one. Uh, and that's not what I want. I just have a gut feeling that's where they might be forced to go. And then the fourth one being Daniel Hemrick of Circle uh, steps up and provides more funding. Now, what do I want? Well, that's an entirely different story. I want them to switch manufacturers. I've had enough of this Chevy business. If you're a Chevy diehard, great. If they stay with Chevy, great. But when I hear about a international driver coming over and getting 13 hours of simulator time, uh, when our guys don't get near that, that bothers me a little. Um, when I hear Justin Haley repeatedly question whether they're getting any manufacturer support or not, or flat out saying they don't, um, obviously they get some to some extent, but not enough to, to where, you know, to the level they need. But I, I'm ready for a manufacturer change. Toyota was looking for two teams. Well, they got one, so it's the second one an option. And if you're going to Toyota, are you paying out the ass for a JGR alliance? To me, that is the only way you go to Toyota. And if you're pulling the leaf filter funding off the car, uh, which seems to be the indication, maybe some of that funding goes towards, um, you know, paying for the alliance. We've seen what happened uh, with the 95 team. Was it the 95 team? I can't remember now. Um, sorry, the 78 team, the 78 team. Uh, but the 95 was another one. Both of those teams had uh, alliances with JGR, and, and now both teams don't exist. So you got to be careful with that. Uh, Colleg to find more funding, sponsors slash investors. Now, everyone's talking about the 31 car and, and sponsors coming in, but there's a guy in the 16 who has, as Chris Rice said, been the bread and butter to Colleg Racing. And at the end of the day, he is only, I think it's 41 years old, 40 years old, something like that. Uh, he's about to have a child. Um, AJ Allmendinger has put Colleg Racing on the map. You don't have to like Allmendinger, but at the end of the day, end of the day it is a team sport, but most of Colleg's success has come on the back of AJ Allmendinger. And as long as these guys keep having six, seven, eight road courses a year. Uh, Almondinger has value. Montreal is rumored next year. Montreal is a track that is super tight, super narrow, high breaking zones. Uh, not a lot of passing zones, if I'm being honest, and plays right into Almondinger's hands if they can set the car up decent, which has been a problem on road courses this year. They haven't unloaded well at all, and Almondinger basically has to play savior and, and catch them back up to respectability. Um, hopefully that's not the case this weekend at Watkins Glen, but I do think there's the possibility a, a sponsor has come forward and said, Hey, 
we want to get in with him on the car. And I know there's people that keep saying Almondinger has asked to go back to Xfinity. And while I can sit, I can't sit here and say definitively that has not happened. I feel confident in saying I haven't seen that from one single reputable place. And I totally believe he's in the 16 cup car next year. Um, unless he doesn't want to be, which is a possibility. But until I see that stuff come from somewhere reputable, reputable, why would you want to get out of that car? Uh, what, why would you want to get AJ out of the car? Nutrient egg has been a fantastic partner who stepped up huge for them this year. Um, you would hope they'd stay or then you're really talking doom and gloom here. Um, but if they are staying and they want AJ in the car, that's who should be in the car. And frankly, you need you need another Nutrient Egg. At the minimum, you need another sponsor that's not Action Industries because essentially that's still in the colleague company's fold. Um, but you need another Nutrient Egg to step up and and you know buy eight races, buy ten races, buy twelve races from them. And I wouldn't rule that out that the new partners aren't just for the thirty-one, but rather the sixteen as well with Almondinger still in the car. Uh, number three, what I want, uh, I just went over it, not to share the car. I don't think as an organization, it's a big picture thing that helps. I don't. And for a driver who has promise and isn't just pay to play, obviously there's been drivers in the past that are guys that are good for 25th to 30th, have no chance of really doing much. And they're there because someone has paid for them to be there. Um, I'm not against guys who have funding, they need it, frankly. Um, but you still need to push your organization forward. You need to take steps forward. Um, and it's hard because colleagues just getting killed in social media right now. You check it and they've, you know, for the lack of a better term, become the butt end of a joke between the the uh, Road America decision with AJ and, and then what happened at the Indy Road course, just the car completely falling off the map. Um, and then the unloading of the cup cars at Indy and just the performance of the cup cars just seemingly falling off a cliff. Um, things have not been good. And then Haley exiting to Rick Ware Racing. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. And you know what? Rightfully so are, are questioning what's happening right now. But unless something has gone horrifically wrong in the last few weeks, when you listen and, and watch Chris Rice in that that media scrum, it really does feel like they have something exciting on the horizon. Um, I just hope it's here before we dig too big of a hole. The question is, though, what is next for Collie Racing? Who's in the 31? Is AJ back in the 16? Are they switching manufacturers? Comment down below and share your thoughts there. I'm not sure what's going to happen at the end of the day. I just hope it's a situation where Collie got the guy that they want and they're not counteracting to everything because that's when you run into trouble and they don't need any more trouble. We need, we need some positive vibes here. Uh, hopefully we get an announcement soon and we can end the speculation and begin or continue to be excited for the 2024 season. Keep a smile on that face. Let's go trophy hunting Watkins Glen this weekend. Let's get it done. Good night.